Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of December 5th, 2022. I'm your host, Zach, and just time we have Chris. Hello. And uh, we got Tuss diving this week. We got... Uh, Apparently, everyone was at Brazil Comic Con, uh, like including Disney and uh, HBO and whoever else, because we got a ton of trailers from that to dive into. Uh, we watched some things. Uh, we'll we'll talk a bit about Tax Unplugged because we were there last weekend in Philadelphia mm-hmm. playing some board games. But uh, for, we got kicked off some sad news again this week. Um, so uh, Kirstie Alley passed away at age seventy-one. Uh, apparently, she had colon cancer. Yeah, I'm just unsuspecting. You never thought she was ill. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like another one, another one, like like kind of hiding it, and like or like kind of like <laughs> publicly like saying like she's bad in cancer or whatever. But then it, that was what was revealed afterwards. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, lot, lots uh long interesting career. Like I mean, she, she was in uh she won an Emmy for Cheers, and that was I mean Cheers was like. However many years she was on that, and then uh, all the Look Who's Talking movies, Star Trek, Wrath of Khan, uh, lots lots of TV stuff. Lots lot, like either like guest appearances or like lead, like um like like her, her like own shows like uh Veronica Veronica's Closet. I guess it was like a, like a late '90s like sitcom that she was the star of. Uh, she was in North and South, the big like '80s miniseries. I've never heard of that one. That was the South, like the Civil War. That, it was like that was like the like peak '80s like miniseries. Like it was like the Thorn Birds, like all the ones oh, that like. I was uh, that one and like the Bruce, Gettysburg. Yeah. yeah. One. That, that's like like all like the spoils of Babylon. Like oh, is that that's basically what they era that like that that spoofing is like this those like super like over the top '80s like miniseries. Then I remember she came like the spokesperson for SimFast for a while. Mm-hmm. That was like her way of being like, "Oh, I'm in things." Uh, <laughs> for some reason, like I watched a lot of It Takes Two. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. just a parent trap, but in this bizarre not version. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one where basically like these twins get adopted by two different people, and then it's like them trying to bring their parents together. Uh, which, um, you know, it, which apparently is based on a German novel, so it's like a different version of the Parent Trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was interesting because it was Steve Gutenberg and Christy Alley, and I don't know, like if you ever watch it, the chemistry is like different <laughs> that's another thing too christy alley and like and the leads in the movies are very like uh she's flirty but a very angry way mm-hmm. uh look who's talking her and john travolta they had good chemistry uh <laughs> runaway <laughs> when she was, like yeah, the, that... like microchip lady mm-hmm. With, with Tom Selleck, and you're like, oh, is Tom Selleck going to be with her? 
you uh did you have a favorite Chrissy Alley movie? Um I mean probably I mean Wrath of Khan probably. And because I yeah I feel like I've only seen like clips of like Look Who's Talking movies. I haven't like actually like watched any of them like all the way. You've through. never seen them? I feel I, I, I yeah I just I've like parts parts of them randomly like like but like never like oh I'm gonna sit down and watch like Look Who's Talking or whatever. First one is pretty good and dated as hell. And then um, they get they get progressively worse and worse. They do. They it it, it does slope a bit. But yeah. if you don't mind that the third one is just mostly talking dogs, um, and, and like her character going from a strong single parent to basically accusing uh, her husband of cheating on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and it's just like this, almost killing everyone. Drive driving to like a row cabin. Yeah. So okay. So you you've seen enough clips to kind of put the trilogy together. And I think I think isn't how these can made like watch like all of them or at least they watch like I think they watch at least two in now right? <laughs> wow, this again two is like the bizarre one, but um, yeah, I don't mind the first movie. It's it's pretty competent for the time and like very like I don't know who this is made for. Is it made for kids? Is it made for adults? Like it's it's a confusing genre. And it was like it was like baffling like like one of the highest like, it was just like a absolute smash hit like it was like the one of the biggest movies of like whatever you're like of like 1989 or whatever yeah it was like just like this is the biggest movie of the year <laughs> oh my i looked at okay i i looked at the budget guess how much movie much money it took to make this movie like like 10 million 7.5 right yeah and then it made like what 100 something or like no no almost 300 million yeah, that, yeah, that's why they made two more. <laughs> that's not even including like rental and like probably just like, um, like streaming or TV rights, you know, like because that movie was t- on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I owned like a VHS copy of it. It's it's a very like strange series, and it's just like Christie Alley's is like hot mom in it. Definitely, like, on the top, like, hot mom category in that era. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's surprising, because uh, yeah. I did not know she was, like, like that. Like, I thought she was still, like, in her 50s, you know? It's like, Christy Alley's just, like, she's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be weird. But uh, yes, yeah, so R R I P. Go check out some uh, some Kirstie Alley stuff. Look talking. Yeah, look talking. Add more to that budget. Go go, that, go, go, go watch some Cheers. Some episodes of Cheers. Rathacon. <laughs> oh, she's also in Village of the Damned. I didn't know that. <laughs> like the John yeah, Carpenter. I think the John Carpenter was that a remake of Village of the Damned. No, I think that's like the original Village of the Damned. No, I think I think there was oh, a the 90s, 60s. 60s movie, and then the John Carpenter one. remade it. Yeah, yeah it was Kirsten, the original. It was Kirstie Alley and uh, Christopher Reeve started that one, where the the kids are all murdering the, the townspeople. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so moving on. Um, yeah, so apparently, so last week was apparently uh, Brazil Comic Con or CCEX or. Uh, I guess is CCXP 
is the which whatever I, I don't I don't have in front of me what that stands for, but that's the hashtag that they were using. But yeah, Brazil Comic Con, and apparently like every, all the studios were there like full force, especially Disney. Um, so we got the first trailer out of Brazil Comic Con for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which that we didn't know the title until last week, so now we know the title of the fifth and final Indiana Jones movie. Question mark. Yeah, we'll to see. We'll to see how this one ends. <laughs> um. Yeah, James Mangold is at the helm. It's uh, doing another like uh, possibly final chapter for a beloved character after he did Logan. And uh, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is the bad guy. He's like a, a Nazi. It's it's taking place in the sixties, but then I've, I I don't know if you, have you seen if you seen a lot of like the theories, Chris. But like a lot a lot of people are thinking like there's gonna be some sort of like time travel element where like it's gonna like the Dial of Destiny is actually some sort of like time travel device and like like Mads Mikkelsen wants to go, like go back and like to like the World War Two and like like stop like like make it like the, the you know like the, the like the, the axis win or whatever or like oh really yeah that that's people are, people because like if you look at the trailer like i've seen I, I read some like some like you know like shot for shot like recaps or whatever and there's a lot more of like the de-aging than it seems than you would think like if it's just like one flashback it wouldn't be like multiple scenes but there's looks like there's multiple scenes of like a de, like the aged young Indiana Jones. So so there's like a theory like oh maybe like maybe if 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 you use the dial you go back in time and you're like your younger self and then that's 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 how we're gonna get like like we're gonna get like this like mostly like for maybe like a big chunk of the movie like a younger like the the, the digital de aged indie in like back in like World War Two or whatever. Huh. I wonder how much of that movie's gonna be that. Because 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 older indies in like it's like it's like the sixties. That's what that's that's when we're seeing like the like current uh uh older indie. Wait, I, I'm like confused. Wasn't it like the '60s in the last movie? It was. I think it was like the late '50s, maybe. King of the was like. It was definitely. It was definitely like the Soviets. It was the Cold <laughs> was, War. Yeah, it was the Cold War. It was the Soviets. Well, I think, and then like. Uh, yeah, 19, 1957 is is the is was Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. So now we're in like uh this yeah whatever whatever the uh whatever it, 1969. So we're 12 years after Crystal Skull. Holy crap! I'm just thinking like, are they gonna pack anything to the last movie? We're like, where's Mutt? Where's his wife? Like. Yeah, like yeah, where's like yeah, like Indian Mary got married, so it's like like they just like well, it didn't work out again. Yeah, like this is why they didn't stay together for the third time. Mm-hmm. I do so appreciate that. Mutt with him. Yeah, I do appreciate that Salah's back, so that's that's fun. Um, Where was he in the last movie? Yeah, and uh, Antonio Banderas is in there in some sort of like I don't know, we don't have no idea what the hell his character is, but he's he's in there. Wait, is he? Yeah, he was. There's like one shot of him like looking at like bearded and disheveled. <laughs> like, I mean, that could just be him. I don't, yeah. I don't know what he's up to these days. And then uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is uh, Helena, like Indiana Jones's goddaughter, and uh, Toby Jones is in there, and uh, Boyd Holbrook is like, like uh, I think Boyd Holbrook is like Mads Mikkelsen's like main henchman. But yeah, uh, look. I mean, look. It looks like it's hopefully going to be fun. I mean, it looks like there's there's some fun action stuff. Um, 
I'm definitely curious about these, how much, like, if we are getting some sort of crazy, like, oh, now it's, like, you go through the dial, you like, use dial, and you're, like, you, like, like revert, like, you're, you're magically de-aged, and you're back at, like, whatever time you're going to. I'm wondering, too, like, if that's going to be, like, a longer gimmick, or it's going to be uh, kind of, like, a short sequence. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if you watch the trailer again, you'll notice, like, the sequence on the train, there's like the scene where like they're on the tr- like on top of the train inside the train. That's like de-aged in D. And then there's like the other, the other scene where like he's like in like under in disguise as like a Nazi, and they pull the bag off his head, and that's also de-aged in D. So it's like it's definitely not it's not just one scene of de-aged in D. It's like mul- it's gonna be like at least mul- like two scenes like multiple scenes of him de-aged. Ah, see, I, I thought it was just gonna be like flashbacks where it's like, well, one time I met the Dial Destiny, and then it just goes back to this train sequence, and then it's like. But yeah, yeah, but the thing, but the thing is too is like Mads Mikkelsen is in both too, so it's like, uh, like would he like? Maybe they'll just pull a Hellboy where basically <laughs> he uses a blood ritual. That's why he's young for forty years. Yeah. I don't know. See, Indiana Jones has that play of it where it can do crazy supernatural stuff and have it be grounded, mm-hmm. but. I'm not a fan of time travel Indiana Jones just because that's a little too sci-fi for me. Yeah. Granted, we had an alien. That was the problem. Like it was. Too... I think I think they were I think they were technically interdimensional beings in the Crystal Skull, but they were aliens. Yeah. Too much of a uh, crazy left field. I don't know. I just met, I just think maybe if they did better about that concept, there's a lot of like things they could have done to ease us into it besides just kind of be like crystal skull and alien beings. Maybe just like, I think they're doing this right by hopefully build like going back to Nazis, going back to like, okay, these guys are generally evil and their agenda is still not great. Like they want to rewrite destiny. Fine. Right. They want to rewrite fate because mm-hmm. they didn't win the war. I still don't know what the, don't know what the Russians were trying to do besides get smarter. Yeah. Like, I, I, well, I never knew Kate Blanchett was psychic. And then, not, but not real psychic, right? Like it was more like she thought she was psychic. I thought that was the joke of it. I, 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 I blocked Crystal <laughs> Skull from my memory. Like I, I, I think I, I watched it like once in the theater and then I've seen like, if if it's on like FX, I'm like, oh yeah, right. This is not that good. <laughs> like, right. Okay. Because here here's why here's the like crazy part. Like I just like part of the crazy part. But here's one thing that I'm like, they need to better write this. So Kate Blanchett was a psychic doctor, doctor fencer, and then like army leader. Like that's a lot for one character, right? Mm-hmm. Mads Nicholson. I just want him to be two things, not four things in this movie. Like, let him be a supernatural general that has a, like, you know, like, so he's sort of like an occultist Nazi, and that's it. Like, that's all you need to give me. You don't need to tell me he's been trying to keep the movement alive for, like, the last 40 years, or, you know, he drank um, some sort of potion that, that Hitler gave him. Or, you know, like, it just be like, what? Like, you just don't don't try to overcomplicate it. And I know when you said you just mentioned that yeah, he might be in both timelines where he's in the future and present. I want him to also, I don't know, 
touch the dial and have him travel back or something. Or maybe have it pull an Austin Powers, where basically the dial doesn't actually make you younger. You just visit back. And so that Indiana Jones is not the same Indiana Jones. It's like another Indiana Jones is team up with his older Indiana Jones. Or what if what if it's like the uh, like X, these are future past like where you're like your it's just your mind that goes back in time or whatever. Ooh, even better. That <laughs> still doesn't in, explain. In yeah, but then Matt Nicholson isn't he like that looks the same in both errors? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. No, that's where this flaw comes up. But at least the movie gets us talking about it. It's not so obvious or so red flaggy like King of the Crystal Skulls. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I got hope. It, it brought me Caution, back to it. Yeah, cautiously, cautiously optimistic. I mean, and James Mangold is a great director, so I mean, uh, hopefully, he, yeah, he'll be able to do something like cool and interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> with uh, Indiana Jones. It's the first. Well, I, have, I also have a problem with his goddaughter being part of the adventure. Totally fine with it. Yeah, I'm just hoping they bring back the hot Nazi from the uh, <laughs> from Last Crusade. Maybe they Elsa. Well, well, she, she's busy like uh, torturing India and RRR. <laughs> like Alison Duty was like the evil like wife of uh, Ray Stevenson and RRR. Wait, she was an RRR. Yeah, she she was the evil like because uh, Ray like... Stevenson was was like the governor or something. And she was she was like the governess and she was the one. She's like just like sadistically over the top evil. <laughs> like she like he pulls like someone's getting whipped and she pulls like a whip that has like barbs on it. It's like use this one instead. It bleeds better. Like Boy, I really gotta see this RR movie. Oh, RR is so fucking good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so so yeah, also if they have anything close to that in Nina Jones, sign me up. Whips. <laughs> If they have play Elsa, a, a, a dancing sequence, a, like a t- ten-minute-long dance sequence. Oh yeah, come on, uh, Dial Destiny. Yeah, bring me that. Bring me that movie. So, also coming out of Disney, also coming out of Brazil Comic Con, we got the first trailer for Guardians Volume Three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, um, which is the final chapter in the James Gunn trilogy, and then he's going to be. Off, he- like officially off, heading heading up DC over at Warner Bros. Discovery. And uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. If this is like the last movie with the Guardians. I I would assume like this is definitely like the la- like the end of a chapter and like the <laughs> like it's gonna be like drastically different going forward after this movie probably. <laughs> like and, and like definitely definitely just based on the vibes of the trailer, like someone is dying. Like and like I would say eighty percent chance the Rocket's gonna die. <laughs> My money's on Rocket. My money's on uh, Drax or I Nebula. Feel, I feel like just I feel like just a fake out with like uh, like Peter Quill. There's that shot of like, them like carrying him like he's like dead, but <clears throat> I don't think I don't think they kill like uh, Chris Pratt like Star Lord like. But and it, and it's all it's all leading up to like I mean it's all about like Rocket like discovering like like his like pe- like we're exploring his past like we're like. And James Gunn is like always like Rocket is favorite character, so it's like it's like this is it's gonna be a this gonna be a huge like Rocket movie. And either it's like he's gonna like like leave leave and like go like live with like his like animal like family or whatever, or like he's gonna like die to to like save the Guardians or something. I could see that too, but that's heartbreaking. Yeah. And um, yeah, and they're up against we got like um. 
Will Poulter is 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 here as uh, Adam Warlock, who got teased in the Guardians Volume Two, um, who's created by like the Sovereign to go kill the Guardians because the Sovereign's mad at the Guardians for what they did in <laughs> Guardians Volume Two. And then um, uh, Chukwudi Iwuji from uh, Peacemaker is the High Evolutionary, so he's the other main villain of the movie. Hmm. I forgot that there's like another villain besides Adam. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they don't they don't really get into like like villain plot. It's just, it's just a lot of like like crazy imagery. Like I mean, it looks like the movie's gonna like be like visually insane again. Um, like they're going inside like some sort of like weird creature, and like there's like a, like a, like there's a sequence of, like, where they're all in like different space color space shoots, like going around, like in this like giant pulsating mass of whatever. And then, um. Yeah, there's lots. It looks like a lot of like crazy, interesting places the gardens are going. They're going to like a a planet full of animals, <laughs> or animal like humanoid creatures. Oh, they basically end up in like Zootopia. Yeah, basically, interacts like almost murders a little girl with a ball. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely seems like it kind of like. It's kind of weird, like weirdly, kind of like a, a downer, like a downer tone for it. Like it's the same. It, it seems like it seems like it's gonna be like a more serious <laughs> Guardians movie. Especially, it's, it's it's kind of whiplash coming off like the holiday special, which is like so wacky and over the top and ridiculous. Like now it's yeah. like I get ready to cry because someone, like at least one person's dying probably, or multiple characters dying maybe. Who knows? Get <laughs> ready all for Guardians of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. But uh, that's gonna be May fifth next year. So uh, get ready for that one. Get ready to get ready to freeze tissues so you can like like so whoever's dying you be ready when it gets dusty in the theater. And then go to go to Disneyland or World with the Guardians just like crying in front of them. Yeah. So we also uh, we also got the full trailer for uh, the Last of Us the TV show based on the the games coming to HBO Max. It's gonna be uh, I think I don't know if we got the date officially before, but now we officially have the date of January fifteenth is when that show premieres. And uh, look, definitely looks like it's capturing the tone of the games. Like a lot, of, like there's a lot of scenes that are like directly out of the game, or like uh, clearly like it's the same. It's this, it's a scene from the game. Although they are they are like expanding to like other like they're going to places they didn't really go in the game, or like like filling in gaps that were like because like the game jumped around a little bit as far as like time frames. So like. We're gonna get get to see like a little bit like in between times or like new characters that were in the games. But uh, it it looks it looks good. Uh, I'm I mean it's it's coming from uh, was it Craig Mason who did uh Chernobyl and Chernobyl was amazing, <laughs> and also like Naughty Dog slash Neil Druckmann are like heavily involved with it too. So. Are you like? You you played did you play both or just the first one, Chris, or did you play? I haven't played them because okay. I just I didn't get a I didn't own a PS3, um, and I bought Last of Us Part One like remastered, mm-hmm. and it's sitting on my backlog, and so, then two came so, out. So remastered, not the remake. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play the remake. I don't know if it's worth playing the remake if I get a PS5. Like, if it's exactly the same game, just updated graphics. But from what I heard, like, not in a good way. Well, I mean, I, I've heard, I, I mean, I think I definitely they, they redid all, like, I mean, I don't, like, 
the remaster is probably just as good, but if you want like the like like you know like Last of Us Part Two level graphics, then you like it's like the re, the remake. Because <laughs> I think they, I think they tried, they tried to bring it up to like the like same like levels like the like Last of Us Part Two. Well, Last of Us Part Two also like I I don't want to pick it up yet just because. The moment I buy Last of Us Part Two on PS4, the PS5 edition is gonna come out of it. I'm like, ah. This happens every two years. Every two years, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try it now. And they're just like, uh-uh, hold on. Like, mm-hmm. they're doing this now. I'm like, really? So, I gotta play it. I, I know like enough. Like, I I know like the. Unfortunately, I know all the like highs and lows of the first two. At least the first one, I. I like I watched Joe play it, so mm. I got like the first hour and then maybe the last hour of the game. There's like a whole dead part, and I was like, "What is this? Like, what what's happening here?" So you be uh, so if you watch the show, you'll be experience like new for the first time. I see that's another thing. Like, do I want to do that? But I know the show's not going to get in. The show I think is just covering maybe what the maybe I don't... the first game or just sort of building up to the middle of the game because i feel yeah, like i don't i don't know how far they're gonna get into like if they're gonna like cover the entire story of the first game in the first season or the, uh, uh, like multiple seasons for the first game then get into like part two if they make, make it that long i mean they're definitely they're definitely getting up to like winter which is like i think the like probably like the halfway point of the first game um because it was because the first game was started in like seasons so I th- yeah, I think they're so. I mean, they're definitely in the snow at some point. So I think they're definitely gonna get like probably at least halfway through the the, the first game in the in the season. I don't yeah, I don't I don't know if they're gonna get all the way through to like and then it's like oh season two is uh last was part two so get ready. Plus plus like if they're adding a bunch of like new stuff then they're not like they're gonna like like gonna like you know flesh, flesh, like add more to the story and like have, have to have. <laughs> take longer to tell so yeah i don't i don't i don't think i think they're like planning like multiple seasons uh and then like maybe like if they get to like season three or four they're probably going to get into like part two but uh yeah i'm excited i love i love both games so i'm definitely excited to see what the show is gonna be like and uh picture by skull and bell Ramsey are both great so hopefully <laughs> they'll uh be able to like bring the characters to life in a good way I think I think there's like a I think there's like a brief glimpse of like uh, Troy Baker because he's not playing Joel obviously but he's like a I think he's like one of the side characters and like there's like a evil group of survivors that like they run into at some point and he's like one of the one of those guys. Yep, I I could see it like unfortunately just because we're hearing Mando's voice come out of Joel <laughs> now like that's yeah. not, it's like if you weren't looking at the trailer just hearing it you think this is just like a a new mandalorian season coming mm-hmm. and i've seen people compare it. it's essentially like the first part of the mandalorian is just like the last of us just like this person taking care of this younger or you know a, a child like forced to take care of something he didn't want to take care of in the first place yeah taking taking them across the galaxy across like travel to find like uh like a destination and maybe like uh, a purpose so 
Yeah, it uh, seems a little bit like typecasting here. <laughs> it's every show now. Yeah, that's just... It, like, child saving so hot these days. Yeah. So, uh, also, I think, I believe from Brazil Comic Con, we got the first trailer for uh, Gen V, which is the boys' spinoff that's set in a college. Um, which I think it's, what is it? It's like, uh, yeah, Godalkin University, where it's like all these, like, teen, young adult superheroes go to, like, train, and then, like, if they, uh, then, like, Vaught, I think, like, Vaught, like, recruits them out of college, to be like, oh, you're doing good, and you're here, like, we'll send you, like, a smaller, like, send you, like, Pittsburgh or something, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's basically, a, it's like a Vault training facility as, like, as, like, a university. But, uh, and, and it's, yeah, it's a group, it's a group of, like, younger, like, teens slash young adults who are in college with, like, they all have different, they all have different powers, but then it looks like stuff's going bad in, as usual in the boys' universe, and, like, like people are getting killed, like, lots of craziness is happening. I, it definitely looks like it's going to have the same, like, just over-the-top craziness of, like, the main series. Like, just, like, tons of violence, tons of, like, satire. There's, like, some sort of, like, Sesame Street-esque show that's going on, like, there's, like, glimpses of in the trailer. I think I think it, I think it's Jason Ritter is hosting it or something. Really? Yeah. And um and and also it also looks like it's definitely gonna have ties like it's not gonna be like kind of like fully like siled off from like the main series like a lot of characters from like the main show like looks like uh like uh A Train and Ashley and like some of the other characters left from the main show are gonna, are gonna show up. I don't I don't know if like. Homelander's gonna show up or something, but uh, I mean, other, definitely characters from the boys are gonna like are, are gonna show up in the show. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be like a connected universe, so hopefully they'll have some crossover to kind of enforce that, not just be like this, like oh, you heard about this incident? Yeah, okay, like just a, it's like a CW show where like they can only show like the foot of Homelander because whatever yeah. reason they didn't secure the rights. Mm-hmm. And it seems it seems like I don't I can't it's it's hard to tell in the trailer but I think it seems like the main character like it look it, it kind of seems like her her like powers like she can like it almost looks like she has like the like you remember the game prototype uh yeah it look it kind of looks like it seems like there's something with like her blood where she can like it's like blood kinesis or something where she can like control her blood and turn it into like like venom like <laughs> carnage like 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 symbiote looking like tentacles or something because because basically like toward the end of the trailer it's like it's like she's, she's like pulling out a knife and then it looks like she's if she she's like cut herself and then like she starts bleeding she starts bleeding she control she control the blood or something and then like that's like like begin to like a weapon or something which is like a, an insane interesting power but uh yeah, that's gonna be next year sometime on Prime Video. Um, and I, th- I think I think Boy Season Three is or like what, what are you? Are we in Season Four now? Yeah, I think we're in Season Four. Yeah. So I think Boy Season Four and this are gonna be next year possibly. So lots of lots of lots of stuff from the boys if you're a fan, which we are. So they they didn't say an exact time for uh, Gen V yet. It just says next year. Did you ever read the comic that this is based on yet? No, I think you. I think you. I think we. Ta- you talked about it before, though. I think on the show. Yep. 
I, I I recommend it just because it's like this funny side story. Like it doesn't play canonically. Like you don't have to read it if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. But it's like this gross uh college experience that uh hopefully they'll lean into and not just sort of, you know, uh dance around it like they did in uh like the super sex episode. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that was, like, a four-issue arc or something like that, like, and they just, like, oh, look, there's, like, this house party that, like, is very PG-13 for an orgy house. I wish it was more graphic or gross like they do in the comic. (laughs) Though they did pull the Thanos that move, so. The little man and a person exploding. Mm Mm-hmm. So I give him credit for showing us that that's possible. So uh, last big trailer, I'm pretty sure this came out of Brazil Comic-Con as well, um, was we got the first trailer for Transformers Rise of the Beasts, which is the sequel to Bumblebee, um, which Bumblebee is like, I believe is basically kind of like a reboot of the Transformers. So like we're, I mean, we're, we're sort of still in like the Michael Bay Transformers, but like, we're like, it's, we're also like leaning more toward like gen one designs and gen one Transformers. Cause like Bumblebee like was like fully like, Oh, we're going to have a flashback and then we're going to like have that like actual, like not like, not like crazy, like not the crazy, like Michael Bay Transformers, but like it's, it's like cartoon Optimus, but in CG now, or like, it's like, Soundwave has, is a tape is a full fully like a boombox shooting like tape tapes out of his chest and stuff like. But uh, and 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 now we're getting uh the uh, the Beast Wars characters so we're getting like we're getting the Transformers so uh, Optimus Bumblebee Mirage, RC is there for the first time I think in the live action, Wheeljack but then we're also getting like the, like the uh, the Maximals and the Predacons so, uh. So like Optimus Primal, Ron Perlman's voice, Optimus Primal, Air Razor, Michelle Yeoh's playing Air Razor, and then Sheetor and Rhinox, uh, which I think we we saw all those and all of them in the trailer. Those, I think those are the only ones like confirmed right now. And then uh, I I don't they didn't really sh- I don't think they showed a lot of the Predacons. I guess there's also like the Terrorcons are also like the the villains, but they're like they're like uh more like the vehicle like vehicle-based uh, enemies. But, uh, I mean, I don't, you, you haven't seen Bumblebee yet, right, Chris? Nope. I'm, like, I, I, I don't know why. I was, like, behind on these other other popular culture things that wasn't, like, Marvel. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know, like, horror things. But... But yeah, yeah, I mean, but yeah, like, you, you, you told me that basically it's of the movies to watch. This is like a movie you have to watch if you're like a true Transformers fan. Well, it was, it was shocking. Yeah, it was like, it was shockingly good. It was basically like what the Transform, like what everyone wanted the, like this, like, tra- like the Michael Bay Transformers to be. Like, like the, like, cause all the designs are like the, like old school designs. Like, it's actually like, has like, it's like not like, a, like a, it's actually it made sense as far as the plot <laughs> like it wasn't just like like mindless insane nonsense that like hurts your brain watching it <laughs> like so hopefully if, like if this one continues like from that and it's the same kind of thing then i'll definitely be like 
uh, like happy because, um, yeah, because yeah, Bumblebee is definitely the direction they should be going, and I think they like realize that, hopefully. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, and then like the the Beast Wars characters look, and they they they're definitely like the like. It's kind. Of, it's it's kind of like a weird. Like it's like a halfway point between like the like Michael like the Michael Bay designs, but also but like more toward like the G one designs. But like, but like, it's like it's like the like the, the Maximals are like they're they're not like oh it's like that's like a real monkey or like a real gorilla and it turned into like a uh robot like it's like oh no that's a robot and it turns into a different robot <laughs> like. So, so that's so that's different from the the show. Like obviously the cartoon was like they they look like real animals and then oh no they're they're robots. <laughs> like there's like there's like no like mistaking Atos Primal in this movie for being like oh that's a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the even the Beast Wars was the bizarre like transforming thing where they have to transform into something. Yeah, but it's not like. In the Beast Wars logic, they just need to transform to blend in with their surroundings. It's more like just trying well, to hide in plain sight, right? In, in the in the in Beast Wars, it was they they had like they had to like take those new forms because there was like it was there was so much energon like on like prehistoric Earth that like they had, like their, their animal forms protected them from like uh, overloading on energon. And I, I, I think eventually they like they're like oh we're used to it now so we don't have to like stay in our animal forms for for that for that like as such long times anymore so but that was like the reasoning of like oh if if we're like in our robot forms then we're gonna like we're, we only have like a couple minutes and we like we like overload from we like we're a short circuit from like all the energon around really huh. yeah that was like the first that was like the first season and like after that like oh we've been here for so long that now that we're like we're but now we're used to it. I think like, maybe because uh, it costs more to like animate animal things. I th- I, th- I think that I th- I think it was cheaper to do the animals. That I think that that was like the like thing too of like oh we can like do animals like a lot like like <laughs> a lot cheap more cheaper than like these like more complicated robot forms. So we're just gonna have them be animals for as long as we can. Gotcha. Because it was it was already like crazy expensive for, and like for like the nineties. <laughs> So like make like a a weekly or like a daily like CG animated cartoon so and 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 like mainframe wasn't the biggest you know studio out there so but uh, yeah but yeah uh, but yeah all your all your favorites are gonna be back on on the big screen um uh, that's gonna be I think it's uh yeah June 9th is when that's coming out so uh. Get ready for that. If you haven't seen Bumblebee, like Chris, uh, go check out Bumblebee before this comes out. Because I, I, I don't know how much it's going to tie into the Bumblebee, but like it's, this is like continuing. Well, that isn't it like, act, like so. a sequel? Or what if, bizarrely, this is another weird reboot? Yeah. They just keep dumping weird reboot under reboot. <laughs> yep. There's, there's all, they're all different multiverses. <laughs> But uh, yes, yeah, so that, so that's what that was, that's what was happening at uh, Brazil Comic Con. But we also we were at uh, PAX Unplugged, uh, which sure. is the other big the other big convention that was happening uh, in Philadelphia. So we got to play a bunch of board games, check out a bunch of uh, what what's new, what's some old classics, new classics. 
what's happening in the tabletop world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, um, we had a good time, I think. I speak for us both, I guess. Uh, a lot of, a lot of fun, interesting, like, gaming options, uh, in the tabletop realm that, you know, like, games are definitely gonna see what friends gonna probably own and play at, like, parties and get-togethers, and then games that basically require four hours to, like, (laughs) get ready, or Mm. just mentally prepare for playing one game that one game night. Um, I'm also noticing not a lot of, like, RPG, like, massive RPG games that, like, take, no joke, probably, like, a half an hour to pull out the parts and set up from the board. Like, I noticed there wasn't that a lot this year. Like, intergalactic spaceship kind of, like, um games that basically require you to travel from like one edge of the map to the other so you can attack yeah like what's that what's the when that everyone always mentions like twilight imperium or something yep something like that um yeah i think like those games take a long time to get the system down right and then when you release it you don't want to release it all at the same time mm-hmm. i feel like we, we saw a healthy amount of like fun games that are like distinctively different and not a lot of like reskins, you know. It's not like we saw a lot of um franchise games that are just like, oh, it's like Monopoly, but this, or it, it wasn't a lot of um like module games where it's like, okay, well, you still need like three base games and then you attach like an expansion to play this game. Like, mm-hmm. I think we saw a good mm-hmm. amount of new products. Uh, one of them. Uh, recently, like I remember, was Joyride. Yes, that was a really cool. It was. I mean, it's similar to like, um, like any like, kind of racing the, game, well, kind of tabletop. I, I think last year at uh, Pax of Play, we played uh, Th- Thunder Road, like or like the remake of Thunder Road from Restoration Games. Mm-hmm. But but and this, Joyride's similar, but definitely has its own uh, kind of like thing going but it, on. Yeah, it's got similar mechanics, but I do like that I can go in, like, any direction, where Thunder Road is, like, you have to go up and, like, left. This is, like, you can do turns and rotations if you tactically yeah, plan them right. Yeah, you, you just have to go through, like, the gates, but you go into the gates any direction you want. You can, like, uh, yeah, sh- shift up and down, do, like, using dice, and uh, there's power-ups, there's weapons, so it's, like, yeah, there's a lot of, like, it's got, it's got like, a cool, like, death race, like, thing going on and uh yeah and like a cool like it, it, we, we we play against each other in two player but there's also like a four player mode which is like i can't our, our two player game was like already insane like craziness for like like chaos happening i can't even imagine like a four player game of this yeah uh a lot of uh op- like games that basically play like mario party like in the sense where, like, oh, you could be losing for a bit, but all it takes is, like, one lucky throw and you're back in the lead. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's multiple people all doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, what else is a good game? Well, I think there, Turns there, out, uh, oh, yeah? there, they're, they're at the same booth, but we saw, and I think it's actually out today when we're recording this, is uh, Master Dater, the Sign and Happiness game. Hmm. Which so you, it's basically you get like you get you get like a, a head of a character and a body of a character and then you have to like um 
there's a person it's it's sort of it's similar to like cards against humanity or something or like apples to apples where it's like there's a judge but the judge is like the person that you're trying to like get win a date with and then they pick out cards that have like specific like things like I, i'm looking for this in a person and then you have to figure out what head and body will like in your hand will like match those criteria the best and then like try to like justify it afterwards yeah i think the the mechanic of telling a story is getting more introduced in these games i've noticed that yeah something similar similar mechanic but different way of getting there was the movie game like yeah, made, the, made, um, made up movies made up movies that's a good one and that's ones like you have to play with like movie nerds or else it's gonna be a very hard game to play yeah which that one is like you you're basically you're pitch one one person's pitching a like a remake of a movie and then everyone else is like executives they have like these like kind of like executive cards they can play to like ask questions or like demand something from the person that's like pitching the movie but basically you get, you get a bunch of cards it's like oh um i'm remaking what was one you got you were making remaking scarface but it had to be like scarface. it was like it, it, but it was it was like it's like sonic meets fight club <laughs> in the wild west that was like you're like you're like pitch you had to like do and like like you said it, the entry point's kind of hard because you kind of need to know what fight club is which some people don't if you just weren't watching that movie when it came out or you're a little young and you don't know what's going on. And then you have to know the actors well enough to know like their strengths and what they've been in to kind of play up the craziness. Um, yeah. Even when I was playing it, like I was on a roll of talking the, the most of the day, you know? So when you came to that moment to just, I don't know, you have like a minute to pitch certain sequences. It's rough. Like you have to, you have to be kind of quick with it in order to tell a coherent thing. I can see myself also play this game and it going super south if I'm drinking or <laughs> just like not in the mood to um, improv. Mm-hmm. But I think that's another thing. It's a lot of improv mechanics. Yeah. And it's not like Cards Against Humanity where basically like you just the words sound funny. It's like, OK, now you have to expand that. And it, it's an interesting social game. So that definitely is like. If I get that, that's something I need to play with, like, the right crowd. Because all it takes is, like, one person who just has not watched movies or just is not really into, like, learning movie stuff. Like, it's that's a rough game to, like, get in. Um, but I think mean, that's given. That's a given thing. Like, know your audience for that. And I think for us, it was perfect, like, mm-hmm. to basically pitch a Scarface remake starring Melissa McCarthy and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah. And it's Sonic meets uh, Fight Club. Uh, and, uh, do you want to talk about any of the Rock Matter games we saw? Um, so, yes, we saw, well, there's a new, there's a new version of Set of Watch, so if if you played Set of Watch, there's like a, 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 I think it's the third, the third expansion for that game, where it's like, you're you're all like, you're like working together in like, like, you're like in a you're in like a, it's like a fantasy world you're like, you're like at your like your camp but then like there's like monsters encroaching on you so you have to like like figure the, the more like you like more it, more you like build up the fire at the camp then the more you can like, the more you can see in this like line of monsters coming towards you, so you to, and you have to like all fight them together and then uh they've got maximum apocalypse which is like which i think is there's already a version that's like a like a new version or like an expansion on it and it's another like kind of co-op survival. You're all trying to like try and survive like the apocalypse together. And you can do like like pre. There's like a bunch of like pre-made ones where it's like kind of like you know like typical like apocalypse scenarios. But you can also like 
make combine them all together so you can have like a a frozen wasteland full of zombies and aliens and robots and stuff you want if you want to go like totally crazy and then um the third the third one was um oh uh seas of havoc which is like a uh competitive like pirates game where you're all you're all like different you're all like a pirate captain trying to like fight each other like blow each other up with like uh in naval battles and also like like gather enough resources and gather treasure and stuff yeah that that wasn't so bad just because you you basically like can't die in this game so like it's another like is if you play your cards right, you can basically win just by like hoarding resources and then just doing enough like splash damage on your enemies to gain infamy points. Yeah, and and definitely like interesting interesting mechanic with like naval battles where it's all like based on like, cards. So like you play a card and it gives you like a you can like do a certain maneuver. So there's a lot of, like oh what where am I in the, where where am I in, like the on like the ocean? What will this card where will this card send me and like how can I like maximize my the way like this card like damage my opponents or like get to like a a good position? But yeah, those all look interesting. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we saw a ton of stuff. Um, there's gonna be a big article soon on the site for like our like a recap of like everything we saw and played at Pax and Plugs. Stuff. Stay tuned for that. Uh, keep an eye out for that on the site. And uh, if you wanna go back, like go back go to like our Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, like we pushed, posted a bunch of stuff already from like last weekend, so head over, head over, check that stuff out now, and then look forward to like a big, a bigger article uh, coming soon. So, um, moving on to some some other uh, movie news, um, there's some pretty big news coming out of DC uh, this week. So, like James Gunn and Peter Peter Safran are already kind of like. Uh, imposing their will or kind of like setting the direction for DC. So there was a, uh, apparently there was a treatment for Wonder Woman three that was kind of like in development or like, um, Paige Jenkins was working on a script and then it was getting submitted to like get greenlit for like to make Wonder Woman three basically. And that got rejected. So either they got to write a new script or come up with a new thing or like it's just done and that's it. <laughs> um, and it kind of, it kind of seems like they're kind of like, uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran are kind of like trying to do like a full, just like we're like tear the bandaid off or just doing a full reboot of DC, like nothing from the previous DCEUs gonna go forward. Uh, yeah, it's not a good sign where basically they're not banking on Wonder Woman. I mean, to be fair, like 84 was absolutely atrocious, so. Yeah, yeah that's true. Like, were they gonna double down on that? Where it's like one woman also finds like a dial destiny and then goes back in time to Thermoscara's like foundations and like what? And it turns out she is made out of clay. Like how weird of a treatment was it that they basically had to reject it and not even um go through rounds of review and make up the loss for um Batgirl. Like from what I'm hearing, Black Adam did not make enough money to cover like the loss of Batgirl stuff. So Well it's it's 
it's gonna it's gonna be profitable. But it's gonna be like barely profitable. Like it's it's gonna make like seventy million dollars or something, which is like for like these like huge blockbuster movies is like not really a lot for the studio. Yeah, yeah. Um. And yeah, apparently apparently there's also like word even though like uh you know like spoilers like like Henry Cavill showed up at the in the the the, the end credits of uh, like the credit after credit scene for Black Adam, like and that was like supposed to be like oh we're we're saying like he's back he's gonna be Superman again like Man of Steel two is apparently like kind of like on rocky ground like or like that might not, might not be happening, um yeah it, de- it definitely it definitely seems like uh they want to do like just like fresh fresh start. Like this is the new DC universe. We're, we're starting from scratch with the, like, new, like recasting everybody. Like, and this is the, like we're gonna like have a you know like the this like one vision going forward for it. I mean, good. I just feel like it's all too late for that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's been so weird just from the beginning. Like of like, it's like they're sort of related, and then this one is like. It's like these characters from this one are like the same characters, but it's not really like tied into the universe. Then like you got side stuff, you got like the Batman and Joker that aren't in the the universe. And well, I don't mind the like weird like side stories that don't have to be part of it. Like I like the Joker's in his own universe. Yeah, but I don't like how basically they did have a way to kind of reboot it softly in this correct format and sort of keep. The um, the timelines being one, because that's what the Flash is gonna do. But now it's like very uncertain what's gonna happen. Let alone they don't believe in like the Snyderverse anymore. Like I feel like they're trying to like dance around it. All right, don't you get like I what the what the trilogy of Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League was building towards. Like, they, you remember that insane plan where it's like, okay, we're going to do, like, the super movie, then everyone gets their own little sequel movies? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just, like, are not doing this correctly. Like, they just aren't keeping up with them. And let alone, I, I personally just want, like, a Batman movie in that Snyderverse that's more focused and gives us an explanation of what happened to Batman in this version. Um, I don't mind the Robert Patterson Batman movie. That's good too. Mm-hmm. I just want more in the um, Batman side, just because maybe I'm a more Batman fan. The Wonder Woman first movie is good. I'm not that not gonna knock that. That was great. Yeah, I get. So I get. I guess for Wonder Woman three, like Paige Jenkins is the one that like walked, like kind of like was like, well, because they, they basically get, like the Warner Brothers slash like. You know, Peter Gunn, or James Gunn, Peter Safran, and like the other studio executives like gave a bunch of notes because apparently it, like, it, like it it had character arc problems which rivaled that of Wonder Woman 1984. So it, it kind of it seemed like it sounds like it was kind of like this uh, uh, another mess like Wonder Woman 1984 was with like just character motivations that make no sense and like the plot was like weird. So they they like they gave a bunch of notes of like hey you need to fix this 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 and this and she's like at ah, no. I'm done. Like, wow. Uh, yeah. The if they um just go back and just re redo the plot, maybe I don't mind a Wonder Woman three movie. I just feel like 
the the insane production task that's going on behind in Warner Brothers Discovery is so like choppy because it's like oh yeah you didn't get it on this guy's desk in time so guess what one woman we're, we're selling the whole franchise to another company or some bullshit you know like yeah, I can I, I can see them trying to like justify why they did this because like well the fans didn't demand it it's like what no the fans never got to see what's going on I I feel like I'm kind of on like you know the James Gunn Pierce Effort side of like like it's like it's such a mess like everything up to the up to the when up to the point they took over is a mess like just wipe it just wipe it clean and just be like we're we're starting fresh with our what we want to do and just like yeah. go from there like oh, don't don't try I like don't try wait don't try for a flashpoint to happen yeah. right I I need that CW flashpoint to happen soon. yeah because because it, it, it just it just makes it so confusing like well we're gonna we're re- we're rebooting it but like. Gal Gadot still here, Henry Cavill, but then like, but it's not the same Wonder Woman as the other. It's a reboot of Wonder Woman, but it's still it's the same actress playing Wonder Woman, and or like, or it's like Aquaman, but in Jason Momoa, but like it's not nothing that happened in the previous movies like, like has any effect on this because it's, like, it's a new like timeline or something. Oh, wait, but doesn't doesn't this also affect the upcoming Aquaman movie? I, I that was that was like like shot like that was done way way before. James Gunn and Peter Stafford took over. That that was like already in the pipeline. There's nothing they could do about that. I know, but now it's like this like what if there's ever a reference of things? They got it. Hey, remember when like you know we did blah 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 and it's like what? They got they uh, just let that come out and then uh, just sweep it under the carpet. Well, yeah, well, well hopefully they'll have a, like a more clear idea what they're doing after that comes out. And then Black Adam obviously set up more stuff in like the like DCEU proper because like with like Henry Cavill showing up and like uh Viola Davis showing up as Amanda Waller again but yeah keep her she's good yeah I, but th- that's also that just makes it weird again it's just like is it tied in is it not like it's like I, I feel like it's it's I feel like it's cleaner just to like just wipe it all out just like it, it, totally new universe totally new new actors playing all the characters like we're like we're starting fresh this is like the new DC universe. Like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. Does that also mean Peacemaker is like could be like retooled? Well, I, oh, I mean, season two is definitely coming. But yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what. Uh, that yeah. I mean, if, if, if to wait that out, that would also like wait that out probably. But I mean, I don't mind if they keep the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker as like the basis. Yes. <laughs> Just but, this is this is all enough of the ingredients to build from. But then you, but then you still got the weirdness of like, there's, there's like all these like little tentacles from like the Snyderverse, like DCU stuff, like because like the Justice League showed up in Peacemaker and like the well, Suicide see, that, Squad that, is like that's fine because it's like that is like they're there, but only two characters get to see their faces, and it it won't really confuse people if they get recast, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa decides, yeah, I'm not coming back to this. Like, this schedule is insane. I could see uh, just having them as references and then just going off where it's like, oh, no, that's like, that's not Barry Allen, Flash. That's Bart Allen. Or, you know, another um, Flash, another speedster guy. But yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a mess right now. So I mean, hopefully, hopefully, maybe uh, we'll get some like 
in like a couple months, maybe we'll get like a, a clear idea of what the hell's happening over there, what they're doing. Oh yeah. I don't know, Zach. There could be a chance that me and you could just be working at DC, just <laughs> yeah. fixing things. Maybe, maybe after maybe after the Flash comes out. <laughs> I'm just start applying, just like start writing like uh, DC scripts and just. All they do is read comics and be like, yeah, that's our inspiration. You, you guys don't read the comics? <laughs> wait, so, wait, one more last thing about this. Did they, yeah. they don't offer the, like, do you remember when DC had that streaming service you could read their comics too? That, I mean, that, was, the, that was the OG, like, DC Universe before HBO yeah. Max and everything. And now that's gone, so I'm like, what else can they do? Like, <laughs> what? Are they just trying to convince people that, like, the comic verse didn't exist? Like, don't read the comics, watch the movies? Mm-hmm. Imagine it goes back, like, Warner Brothers Discovery and DC Comics. Like, here's some comics description. You go and read one comic a month. They'll put that on... I think I think they're... Uh, like, the, I think they trademarked, like, the combined service. Is this going to be called Max? That's it. Max oh. is going to be the name of the service. What a what a what a crazy crazy nightmare going on over there right now. Yep. It's like a tire fire. They just keep throwing more tires on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the last bit of news for this week is that we got some news um about one of the most frequently kind of like tried to Stephen King in, uh projects that gets the adaptations and then they fail or they are not good that good. But uh, there's gonna be a, a new attempt at the Dark Tower. Um, with Mike Flanagan at the helm, so obviously Mike Flanagan has, has a ton of experience with uh, Stephen King stuff. He did Gerald's Game and uh, 1922, I think is the other one, like the and Doctor Sleep. So, um, so yeah, a lot. I mean, tons of experience. Gerald's Game was basically like they thought like was like thought to be like unfilmable, and then that came out, and everyone like everyone thought it was like fantastic. So if and then. Dark Tower is also like people are like have been saying it's like basically unfillable, but uh, I mean hopefully hopefully Mike Flanagan can like do something with it and actually like, get something out that's like lives up to the books and it's not like not have like, be like the Idris Elba <laughs> Matthew McConaughey movie that was super condensed terrible version of the of the of the series because because like it's like a it's like a seven it's like seven I think it's like seven or eight books. Um, and yeah, the movie was like here an hour and a half. Here's the whole story an hour and a half. I'm also thinking like, did they cover the whole saga on them? I didn't read the Dark I Tower. Th- I think the, the their justification for the movie was that like, oh, it's sort of like a reboot sequel. It's like a sequel to the books because because there's there's an there's an item in the Dark Tower, like it's one of the magical items. Like if you it's like a horn, if you blow it, it like it reboots the universe. Did that happen in the movie? I didn't see the movie. No, well, I, I think basically the, ju- the justification is like, oh, this is so all the the book the, the whole book series happened, and now the movie is like, oh, it's like a now it's like a rebooted universe. It's the same story again, but now it's like because like that horn got blown or whatever, or whatever, that, whatever the power is that with that horn. It's like this is like this it's like this is taking place after the book series, but it's kind of did the they, same did, story was again. Was there like a physical horn being blown? Uh, in the movie, or is it just like, no, no, someone blew that horn. We're not gonna show you that. I, th- I think, I think, it's, I think it just, Elba has like the horn on his like belt or something. So I think that was like the sort of like 
fan slash like whoever directed that movie was like, oh yeah, that's what it is. Like <laughs> that that just seems like a post production thing. Like ah oh, shit. All right, I don't know. Add this horn. Yeah. But yeah, I guess Mike Fang wants to make it into a TV series, um, and pot like is kind of like fleshing out like a five season arc <laughs> without, and then like two standalone movies, like kind of like also like fleshings out with it, which is like super ambitious <laughs> uh, project or idea for it. Um, he's also moving to uh, Amazon, so like Mike Flag has been working with like uh, Netflix for like the last six years, doing like. The haunting shows, Midnight, Midnight Mass, like Midnight Club, um, but he's he's moving over to Amazon Studios to like work with them on projects. So like possibly this could possibly be like a Prime Video series, uh, like the new the new Dark Tower series. Which I wonder if they if they throw as, as much money at it as like Lord of the Rings or something. Because I mean it's I mean it's at the, it's at that like the like the book or at the level like the like the like places that like the books go and like the like amount of like like lands they go to and the creatures and like the like multiple universes like it's like it definitely would need like like even like half of like the lord of the, like the lord of the rings budget probably to like do a proper like dark tower series and i think i i feel like it's enough time has passed where dark tower for the average goer is going to be like, oh, I can't, oh, they're rebooting that movie they did so-so. Yeah. I feel like the diehard, like, fans are like, thank God, like, we're trying this again. Well, that, I th- well Amazon, I think, already, they already tried to do it, like, a couple like a couple years ago, and then they just didn't, they passed on, like, whatever that version was going to be. Which I think was based on, like, there's, like, a, there's a side book that's, like, based on, it's, like, a prequel it tells like the story of like so like Idris Elba played like the gunslinger um and so like there's like a there's like a prequel side book that's like the, like the like upbringing the like the childhood of like the gunslinger so like, I think that the, and, like his training to be a gunslinger so I think that was like, the prime that like original Amazon pitch was gonna be it was like oh it's like it's like it's like based on that story and we're not gonna touch like the actual like main dark dark, dark tower story is that better uh, I mean, I guess at the time it's like it was easier to do, I guess maybe because you didn't have to like worry about like, like all the like all the like the, like the multiversal <laughs> insanity of the of the Dark Tower. That's true. Because they're because like Dark Tower is like they're, like they're like jumping they're, like jumping back and forth in time and like jumping different places on like in different dimensions and characters from like other like other Stephen King books are popping in and out or because like it's it, it's it basically like. Dark Tower basically connects all the like Stephen King stuff. Like any sort of like creature or like thing from like Stephen King is like has an explanation in like Dark Tower of like oh it came from like this dimension or it's like this it came from like this uh place in the, the Dark Tower universe and then that's what they call it this but it's actually like, we call it this so like 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 Pennywise or like is like a creature from like the Dark Tower one of the one of the dimensions of the Dark Tower and then it's like oh that's the explanation of like where where it came from. Or they'll, they'll reference like characters like from like other Stephen King books and be like, oh, like this is like it's like oh it's this character or like this is like like the this universe's version of that character or something. So it's it's a very it's a very uh like complex like it's like it's like the like 
every Stephen King thing is like connected through the Dark Tower. I just I always feel like the Dark Tower series because it's so interconnected to the Stephen King universe. Like I'm surprised no one saw how well the Marvel comics movies are doing, and they're like, we need to umbrella this, like, and then just make Stephen King movies that are connected. I mean, yeah, if you just make a series, like, yeah, I mean, just make. If the movie was be- if, the, if the movie was better, I mean, it, it wasn't like trying to like condense the entire story into like an hour and a half. Then <laughs> they could probably could have done that. Of like, oh, <laughs> this like we're gonna like make like this like Dark Tower series and like ha- like th- sprinkle in like other like Stephen King nods and stuff and like have like characters from like other Stephen King stuff. Come Which I also I also thought like, Castle Rock. I mean, Castle Rock was kind of that a little bit too. Of like, oh, here's it's kind of like a mishmash of like multiple Stephen King projects like coming together, where it's like. Oh, it's 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 misery, but then there's like characters from like Salem's Lot in there or something, or like uh, 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 what uh, the Green Mile or whatever. We're going to like the Green Mile prison, or whatever. It's like Castle Rock was kind of like was like seemed like was trying to do that a little bit of like uh, uh, they're all everyone's everything. It all like comes into like Castle Rock. It's all connected to Castle Rock. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, everything Mike Flanagan has, has got has done has been fantastic. So I trust him to do <laughs> try po- possibly figure out how to do, actually do Dark Tower and do it justice. So we'll just have to keep an eye and see if uh, this happens and where it's going to happen. So uh, that's it for news this week. Why jump into show and tell? And um, along with uh, going to Pax and Blood, Chris, you and I watched a truly insane movie. Called China Salesman. Zach, this might be the last time we just on a whim pick movies <laughs> on, on, Tubi. on goddamn like Tubi. Yeah. Well, I I heard about this one for a while, and I because and I was like intrigued by it, but I'd never seen it. And then like we were, we were like yeah trying to find a movie to watch. We're like oh yeah, let's watch this one. Yeah, it, it's a hard movie to like wander into mentally and just visually because yes. holy crap. Yes. I think uh, talk about the premise because that's what sold us on the idea, but we were not prepared for the rest of it. Well, well, the poster is, is selling you the idea of like it's Mike Tyson and Steve Seagal in a movie together. So it's, it's so it's like oh it's some sort of crazy Mike Tyson Steve Seagal action movie, but then it turns out that it's like really like a Chinese propaganda action movie about how like China helped North Africa get cell phone service and also like allowed like 3g to propagate because they they like graciously gave uh, gave the source code for like their like like network out for free so basically china's responsible for like the like the current like modern like cell phone net like networks that we have uh did you fail to mention this is based on a true story yeah it's based on a true story Although I, I don't know if if there was actually was like a guy in a tank like going around blowing up cell towers, but yeah, we're trying to figure out what part is the true story. But even even in then trying to explain what the true story was sounds like a lie. Yeah. Well, I think we, we were. I think it, it, right off the bat, it's it, it's like it's very promising because like the opening for like the first like twenty minutes is like truly crazy and like like. There's like a there's a fight between Mike Tyson and Steven Seagal that's like just like next level like batshit insane, and we're like oh yeah this like hopefully the whole movie's like this and then it's like eh I mean not really it's like now we're 
they fight once, and then and then we're mainly following like this like uh the the China salesman as he like tries to like make this like big like cell phone deal, and then also let's deal like try like use his like use his like super like supreme knowledge of like te- technology to like figure out ways to like get like the their the, like network to work properly or something. And also like France is like trying to sabotage them. I mean, because because France France sent a spy who's like he is a telecoms executive or he's pretending to be executive, but he's also but he's really a mercenary or it's like he's executive who has like combat skills. Like we could not figure out what the fuck this guy was. Yeah, yeah, we were just like, I don't know how these characters all talk and act with each other. They're all just sort of like skip parts that are just somehow forced to be in this scene. And, and, like, there's surprisingly amount of, like, telecom, like, jargon. And, and it's, jargon. Yeah, it's, like, like, multiple scenes of, like, oh, we're just going to watch them, like, run this test of the cell phone network. And they're just, gonna, like, they're just going to, like, talk for, like, five minutes about, like, oh, like we got to, like, we got to, like, uh, oh, access yeah, the 3G yeah. network you're, of the, like. You're forgetting the weird cell phone speed test thing where it's like oh my God. The, the program talks about a lion or like a, a a rabbit and a snake or some bullshit. You like zoned out. I'm not sure if I, I was watching. I was like looking at you for like cues of like if I'm going insane and like you were just on your phone. I was like, all right. Like... <laughs> well, yeah, like they're, I don't even know what the test was testing because they, they were like talking to each other in the like literally like inches from each other in the same room so it's like what is this even testing because it's like it's supposed to be a call between two people but they're like sitting they're sitting next to each other in the same room so it's like what is this even doing like yeah and then, and then like and, and then like the spectrogram like image like which you, you think it would just be like a wave or something it's like literally like turning into like animals like an elephant like a scorpion or like a snake or something yeah, something insane that we're like, what speed test is this? Like, like I'm not sure about you, but like when I do like an internet speed on like Xfinity to see where my Wi-Fi is and like the thing, it doesn't transform to like animals having a yeah. conversation. I think I'd be mad. I'm like, just your tell speed. me what my speed range is. Don't fucking do this simulation. Your your speed was uh, cobra uh, turned into a cobra, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra's good, and yeah. it's having a conversation with the fox. Yeah. Fox did not respond back, so it's bad. Like, oh, okay. I, I, I did love when um, there so it was this big, it was like this big like presentation slash like test of like the companies were the companies were all gonna like present the, their like their networks like and then whoever like obviously had the presentation was gonna win like the contract to like give North Africa a cell phone service. But I did love like Mike Dyson just like blows up the wall and just blows it, like rolls to the, the meeting with a tank. It's like he's just like I'm here. Like, <laughs> I'm killing I'm I'm, this movie. Yeah, yeah. there's a good part where we just forgot about Mike Tyson. Well, you, well, you definitely forget about Steven Skull because Steven Skull is like gone for like huge chunks of this movie. Like he is barely in this movie. Yeah, that's true. I was like, we're still laughing. It's very memorable. He he was pretty much the best part, but not in a good way. Like yeah, because he because he and like had that like crazy fight, and then he he gets hired to also sabotage China because like the f- evil French mercenary slash executive hires 
Mike Tyson to like blow, sabotage China, but then he also hires Steven Seagal. But then Steven Seagal later is like, oh, I don't, I, no, I don't work for you. I, I do it for, I'm like, I work for myself. Or like, I don't believe in whatever what you're doing. Or I'm gonna help China or whatever. <laughs> like, it's like we couldn't figure out what the hell Steven Seagal is like. Aim. But he's also like a he runs like this like bar. He's like he's like he was a mercenary. Now he runs a bar in in uh, North Africa. Yeah, I we were just dumbfound because we were still laughing at all the bad like Seagal fighting, and it's like, oh, we're gonna get more of that, and then it's just like, can it get any worse? Apparently so. And, and great like Seagalisms, like there's a point where like two of the Chinese characters are talking in Mandarin to each other, and then like Steve Seagal's just like, hey, speak English. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't speak what you guys are talking, and don't hey, make me get what, mad. What? Why don't you speak in English? <laughs> That line comes off. Oh, so yeah, we like looked like you looked up IMDb about it, and whoever wrote in the IMDb like is just like there's no fact checking because <laughs> all the all the facts are just like insane, like like insulting to the movie, and then yeah. like these are not trivia facts, but I enjoy them. There are 12 entries. Maybe, like, one of them is true. The rest are just... <laughs> like, uh, like Steven Seagal has a contract where he's, 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 he's supposed to be... He's able to, like, fondle women or something. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I must have a sex scene. If not, I'm allowed to freely touch women without getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> the best is, like, Mike Tyson lost 25 pounds for this role. Steven Seagal put on 25 pounds in this role. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, it is. It it's like something else. <laughs> oh my god, it does look like it's, this is not. If if we had like I don't know more alcohol on us, if we didn't have to go to a con the next day, this is something like you just can't not yeah. watch and not like tell the world about. If if, if there was if there was less like cell phone propaganda, like like expo exposition dumps, like it would be like a, like a much better movie. Like. Because I mean, Wolf Warrior is also like a proper Chinese propaganda movie, but it's like it's like straight up action, like it's like a straight up action movie. Like this is this is like long stretches of just like characters talking about cell phone networks and like which like China's superiority in cell phone networks. <laughs> like it's just like what am I am I watching like a an action movie or like a presentation about how like China like gave us cell phone technology? I mean, I guess. <laughs> All sorts of like questions because uh, basically they confirm that uh, this movie was based on a true story about how this guy leaked code to make and to somehow it became like oh China's proud about this but not really no idea I bet you like they weren't riding cell phone towers I don't think that's something that would have happened. Hmm. I don't know. Even when I try to look up what this is based on online, oh, like, do you, do you do you remember like the, the scene where like, um, they're trying like so like the the China salesman is like trying to like get the cell phone towers working again so they can like make sure that North North Africa and South Africa can, like can talk to each other. Oh, the UN person. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Well, like the they're riding with like uh, with it was like. Were they right with the UN, or was it like the, like they were riding with like the tribesmen, and then like the, they're like face, facing like the, I think they were riding they were, they were with like the North African army, 
and Trent like North Africa was like helping them, and then like they hit they they ran to like a like a like a South some either it was like a, a rival tribe or like a like a South African army, and then they raised the China flag, and they're like, oh, it's China. Okay, you guys are cool. Like, oh my yeah yeah, that is atrocious. Like. They just raised like, a Chinese flag out to the jeep, and I was like, "Yeah, China!" <laughs> yeah, we some of a ceasefire between North and South Africa, or whatever yeah. this is. But I think I think we talk about like when they there's like like the North African like they find, they are able to accomplish that, and they, the North Africa and South Africa like have a peace like they're like having this like very emotional peace talk, and like it's like our country is saved, and like it's like a a UN helicopter pilot is just like cool. He's like, he's like listening over the radio. He's just like, cool, cool. Yeah, I helped this. That guy was a Tommy Wiseau like yeah. of like a pilot. It was there is there's so there's, stiff. there's a lot of like weird like like uh, people just like say like so, yeah just like totally like inappropriate like out of context like lines like that like just like oh yeah cool man cool or it's like or like oh yeah it's like, well, I forget. They said something when like the during the whole like China propaganda like the China truck sequence like I fr- someone said something and I forget it was like hilarious but I forget what it was. When someone was like, it was it was like someone was like oh yeah, like one of the tribes was like yeah China or like yeah go China or like hey China. Oh my god! When like they um, oh, like when they drove through the tribal land and then yeah. like. They're like giving him like a high five, like air high five. <laughs> yes. Someone, so, so someone weird. said something like it was just like, it was like so ridiculous. Basically, just like yeah. hey, we like, like we love China. So it was like basically the equivalent, like yeah, like uh, we, so, some sort of like like ridiculous Chinese propaganda. But but you know what's really interesting, Zach? It's like this movie. I think it's supposed to draw on like some sort of like like brainwashing to think China is awesome this way. Yeah. Like, if anything, it had the opposite effect, because it's just, like, too much humble bragging is now just, like, painful. And the movie gets that, like, I don't know, 30 minutes into the movie? Mm-hmm. Just because the Mike Tyson seems to go, like, that's what we came to see first, right? Like, that that was, like, the highlight. But that happened so early, and then we're like, holy shit, there's still more movie left? Like, what else could that movie be, right? It's... Their their whole marketing thing for most of the world was just like watch Steven Seagal and Mike Tyson have a fight, and it happens so quick in the beginning that you forget that like they're not the main characters apparently, and that's oh, why I, yeah I, I I just like if you see it it like some of the posters some of the alternate. Uh, titles for this movie. If it's not China Salesman, it's like Deadly Contract. And if it's not <laughs> that, it's Tribal Wars. Yeah. Oh boy, that one. That is That's super rough. offensive. <laughs> yeah. Rough and just totally like inaccurate. But yeah, I mean, the, the, insane. Like, I would, I would, I would say, go on YouTube, watch the fight scene between Mike Tyson and Steve Skull. That's the best part of the whole movie, and then. You're you're set. You know, like you're good. Like I even dare you to go further and be like, I don't know, strap yourself in, oh watch the whole movie, and then try to explain it to someone else. Yes. See if you can tell the details that we missed. If if like, if you can explain to us how the cell phone technology works between like 
less towers and what? and like do you remember the sandstorm magnet cloud part of the movie where they were chasing yeah, the sandstorm yeah, yeah the, the sandstorm changed the atmosphere so that it, they could like s- transmit better because it was like magnetizing the, the atmosphere or something but then it didn't anymore because it didn't and, want to I... and then they used and they used like the helicopter as like the third cell phone tower because they could they could like transmit from the helicopter that like boosted the signal or something Oh, it's like what, what, no one had a radio no one had just like a regular like long-range radio or something to use they had to, it's like they had to use like it's complicated like tri-signal t- tower setup but uh yeah it, it, it's on it's on tubi for free if you want to if you want to watch the whole thing um experience the, the the craziness i would i would i would say if you want like Chinese propaganda, but it's actually like kind of fun and watchable. Like the Wolf Warrior movies are like way better than this. Yeah, I gotta watch the Wolf Warrior movies. I feel like going straight into this is like pretty uh, extreme. But Wolf Warrior sort well, of like it's it's kind of funny because like I I don't know what the like relationship is between like uh China and Africa, but Wolf Warrior Two is also set in like Africa. <laughs> And it's it's all about like um like Wu Jing who's like the main character of Wolf Warrior like trying to like he's out, he's out like save like this like sit this like village or this like uh city from like like uh ter- like mercenaries led by Frank Grillo who are like it's like there's like a hospital nearby it's like um but yeah it's like he like he like fl- he like fl- kind of like is flees and he's trying to like live like a quiet life in like the African coast and like mercenaries show up. So there's, there's some there's something with like <laughs> China and Africa of like China thinks like th- like they like are responsible for like <laughs> the success of Africa or something or like they want to make it seem like they have like <laughs> like like are responsible for a lot of stuff going on in Africa. I don't know. But uh, anyway, besides China salesman Chris, did you see anything else over the last week or so here? Uh, did we talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? Yeah, I think we, last week we talked about it. Okay. Um, uh, real quick, I, I've been watching, uh, the Netflix show, uh, The Silent Sea. Okay. Um, it's this Korean sci-fi show about, uh, like, in the, in the future where, like, uh, the worth, the world's uh water supply starts drying up for some reason uh and so humanity's been like suffering through like this insane drought and it's like affecting like the planet like everything's pretty much having issues um and and the south korean uh like government is sending like an elite uh force to the moon where they've been doing some sort of research to figure out like like some way of like what's happening about the water supply and like potentially like something to fix it. Uh, and this group of like soldiers and like two scientists go there, go to the moon where there there's been like a research based uh, for like a year or two and it's been abandoned. 
and they always said that basically there was an accident on this thing and now they're going back to like kind of kind of recover the research um and when they get there like they discover that like not it's not what it seems like it wasn't really abandoned something happened and um the people there have drowned like it's the appearance that they all have drowned of something so um it's a super slow burn sci-fi show korean sci-fi where basically it's a lot of like stairs (laughs) the best way to describe like asian dramas is like no one's talking and everyone's just kind of looking at each other being patient and polite and it's just like what um and uh visually it's it's very like very stunning because the set design the cg is pretty good the only issue I have is that basically only one important plot detail happens through the whole episode. And it's like 45 minutes long. So, uh, like, the first episode takes a super goddamn long time to just establish the plot and get you up to speed of what's going on and who these characters are. Then the second episode is the reveal that, oh, hey, like, not to spoil much, but like, people drowned like all these people in this like uh uh, giant like research lab slash like mining facility uh there's water in their lungs and like you know these people have like the symptoms of someone drowning from like too like in water and it's just like you look around it's like what the fuck there's nothing here like what's going on so oh and they find like a dead like u.s marine just there so it's like oh all right, like, how did this Marine get here? So it's a lot of, like, breadcrumb leaving, but it's super slow burn, at, at least for, like, the first few episodes. I don't know if it picks up speed, and for me it is kind of a chore to watch, but, like, I'm giving a shot. I came up with no, like, research. It's more like, oh, I know some of these actors from other TV shows and other kind of Korean things, so... You know, it, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, and even, like, for me, it's like, I swear to God, this better have, like, a good ending or else I'm going to be mad. Like, mm-hmm. because you invest so much, like, attention. And it's not a show that, uh, because it's, like, sci-fi, horror. So in order to, like, be entertained, you need to pay attention to, like, all the, like, scenery and stuff for clues and and sort of sort of get shocked like you see you watch it to kind of get unnerving but i remember like in this one shot it's like the episode drags on for runtime to show you a giant hole like it zooms out to show you how big this like crater is and it's like is it just kind of like i have a sneaking suspicion how like no one's talking they're wasting all this, like, camera time to show us, like, how big this hole is. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, the moon has holes. Like, it's the moon. There's canyons. Uh, canyons. And, um, yeah, just more of a hole. I was like, great. The episode's over. Like, end credits happen. I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is like a five-minute, five to ten-minute long sequence of showing you how big this hole is. Next episode shows you more of the hole. I was like, are you kidding? How is there more <laughs> hole? Okay, right? Big, big explanation that there's, like, oh, the mining facility's pretty 
big because it reaches up from the surface to the bottom, mystery bottom, right? And like one character has to go there and like restart a communication tower that somehow the power is underground in the hole. And it's not as dramatic as it's built up to be because this guy solves it really quickly about getting down the hole, turning on the switch, and then getting back on top. Like, less drama than you think that would do. It's just like this guy repels, flips a switch, blacks out, and wakes up, and then they're like, oh, we, we came and got you. Like, oh, okay. Thank you. You know, like, it just... But, like, you did that to end the episode dramatically to show us, like, you know, it could be dangerous for this one character doing it, but then the next episode is instantly like, oh, he did it. Like, I'm trying to think of um, another show that was like that, where, like, maybe Hawkeye was like that, where, like, they build up such a big tension, you don't know, and then, like, if you watch the episode back-to-back, it's, like, takes the win out of the sales. So yeah, it's it's that. Uh, I think because I saw this like this show, the show came out a few months ago. Like all the episodes, or maybe all together. I don't I don't know. I'm pretty sure for the Korean shows, they just like release them all together. They don't do like a weekly thing. So this was just like okay, like poof, there goes the drama. Uh, I might keep up with it some more. Or until, like, the show kind of runs itself into the corner. And then I'm like, well, I don't know where this goes. I don't care anymore. Uh, I don't know what other shows I was like that. And lately that I watched. Maybe Perry Mason? Like, <laughs> I sort of, like, hate-watched Perry Mason to the end. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's nice to watch a show that you're pretty much just, like, it hasn't grabbed you yet. But I'm going to give it a shot. Now, on the opposite of that, I saw the first episode of 1899, mm-hmm. the show about, like, a uh, like a cruise liner that uh, stumbles on a signal of a SOS signal of a missing derelict cruise that happened, like, to be gone four months ago. And this boat full of, like, multinational, multicultural people. Like, it's a very weird boat. I was like, it's very diverse. Like, some UK boat that has all these people on it. Um, That some people are just, like, you know, regular people. But, like, a good amount all have, like, super weird backgrounds. And they're hiding from something on this ship together. Um, For example, there's, like... A woman that basically spent time at a psychiatric uh, hospital, and she has no memory. She used to be a professor or a doctor in, like, psychology, and um, she lost a bit of her memory, and she can't figure out why, like, what's happening. She's getting, like, these visions, and she can't tell if it's, like, memories or it's um, premonitions. So, like, that's one group. The other group is, like, this, like, Danish immigrant group that um they all sort of have like a kind of wiccan background like they don't understand like modern science or they um are very distrustful against like the rich because like they all have like a secret it's like a group um there's a stowaway who uh is from like haiti 
and he speaks French. Like everyone kind of speaks a different language too. Like the one doctor is a, I think, I'm not like Irish woman. Uh, the Danish people speak no English. They speak uh, Danish. Uh, um, the Haiti guy speaks French. There's one guy that speaks Polish. He's like this worker on board. Uh, the captain of the boat speaks German, and he also speaks English when he needs to. But like, it's a very interesting, diverse thing, a diverse show because basically, like, I thought it'll all be straight up like dubbed or like, uh, sort of like, I don't know, like they all speak the one uniform language. But mm-hmm. no, like I, I I watch this with subtitles and dubbing to help, but. I, I don't mind because I watched the previous show that the people who made this uh, dark and dark was a German show that they, they did a really good job dubbing. And I was shocked. I think one character, I thought he only spoke English or spoke German and he's like, no, he speaks English too. I was like, Whoa, pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to give it a shot because the first episode just established that this derelict, they found the derelict ship, but something's not right about it. And uh, not to spoil much, but they find, like, a sole survivor on this derelict ship that looks haggard as heck for being four months lost at sea. Like, it looks, I don't know, it looks like a haunted house, you know, boat. Like, it looks terrible. Like, you told me this ship was lost for, like, five years or so. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, right? But four months in the sea, and this, this boat looks like it sank and then was risen again. So then they find, like, a boy who hands them, like, an obelisk shape of a pyramid. And, like, yeah, I know. These people are like, we should bring you on board. Like, thank you for this gift. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the boy, it doesn't look injured. He looks very clean for someone by himself in this derelict ship. And, like, no red flags. They're just kind of staring at this kid. And they're like, okay, well, time to leave. I, I, I'm just like, okay, this is a warning sign, and whatever, ignore it. I get it, it's 1899, but still, that's something, like, you just don't do. The sole survivor is a young boy who looks like a vampire, you know? Like, ah. But it's intriguing. Definitely, definitely like, a more my pace uh, supernatural sci-fi show. Uh interesting characters that like they don't really get into yet and it's it's fine like it's it's like faster paced than uh silent sea um but yeah that's what i watched like these hour-long kind of mini movies since these are just like giant story exposition shows well what have you been watching zach uh so a couple things so i saw the series finale of star girl that was this week uh they didn't get they, yeah they, they they get renewed for a four season like i think they i guess they, they kind of expected it to like not get picked up just because like i think this is way before like the wb dc or like discovery craziness but like there, it was kind of already like kind of like up with the air if they were gonna get their season or not so, like basically like wrote two innings for this season but it like and then turned out to be like oh it is the final season so but uh, I think def- definitely one of the strongest like CW DC shows. I mean, de- 
up there with, I mean, Superman Lois and this are probably like, they, they kind of came out and were like, why is, why are all the other ones like, <laughs> so like, why, like if they can do these new ones and have to be like, look like they kind of look more cinematic and like have like better, like effects and like action sequences and stuff. And then why are all the other ones like, so like cheap looking and terrible <laughs> like in comparison, like Superman Lois and Stargirl came out and then it's like, oh, the flash is like even more terrible now. <laughs> like. But it's also, I feel like it's also, like, like Stargirl never got a chance to, like, get terrible like The Flash did. Like, it's, like, ten seasons in a row. It's, like, three seasons. They're all very super solid throughout. Like, it, it didn't go it didn't go bad. So it's, like, that's the, that might be the better way to go. But, um, yeah, just a, a, a very super fun show. Um, there, I mean, there, there's definitely some, like, of that CW teen drama stuff going on. If you're not a fan of that, there's, like, some of that in there, but it's also got a lot of like fun, like comic book stuff. Like Jeff Johns, who obviously created Stargirl, um, is also like the showrunner and executive producer, and, like wrote a bunch of episodes. So like he's bringing in a lot of comic stuff. There's a lot, of, and it's a lot of like fun, like characters you don't normally see or you haven't really seen like live action or like represented a lot. Like, like just society of America characters and like injustice society characters. I yeah, like it's like you know like Solomon Grundy and like the Ultra Humanite and uh icicle <laughs> sports master <laughs> and uh also it just like the, like the cast too is just like it's like just like a next tier above like anything else that was on the cw i mean yeah like luke wilson and amy smart and joel McHale all <laughs> co-starring on it which is just like compared to like other shows like oh they're, they're like actual like <laughs> like na- named act- like big name actors and they're like starring on the show so and, and, and i think especially like luke wilson like luke, luke wilson is, is like crushed this sh- like this is like one of his best performances i think as far as like compared like like if you like like other stuff like he just like did an awesome job on this sh- as like as a uh, pat dugan like star girl's like uh stepdad who's also like part of like, a giant mech called stripes and uh yeah it was just like yeah, a lot, lot, like every season had like a like a fun kind of overarching villain and um they did a great job of like they it would introduce characters that were like villains in like the first season and like eventually like like they would like reform them and like then you like like them because like they're like now they're like they're like good or like they're like not as evil as they were like some of the some of the villains from the first season are like oh now, now they're like they're trying to like uh be like members of society now <laughs> and they're, they're like but they, they're still kind of like they still have like some they're like not quite <laughs> fitting in all the way so there's like some fun like oh like the villains are trying to be in like the pta or something <laughs> so I, I i can't figure out in this universe of star girl right like at, yeah at least the first is, season it was it, an alternate universe right it, it, it's 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 a parallel earth to the arrowverse earth which they, which they basically kind of like, at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths, when they like when like Oliver like rebuilt the entire universe, um, they they basically set up like Stargirl is like a new like parallel Earth too. That's not it's not on the Earth that like Flash and Arrow and Supergirl and Black Lightning all take place on. It's its own separate Earth. So it's still its own separate Earth. It's it's also separate from like Titans. It's separate from like Swamp Thing. It's separate from like whatever other DC shows are out there. But uh, yeah, and like and then like action wise, there's actually there's actually some like really awesome like action sequences in in Stargirl, like cool like 
choreography and like a and it also it looked like like the way it shot like the cinematography and like the way it, like the way it looked like it's so much more like cinematic and like like better than like like you know like flash or like supergirl like it's like the only, the only like the only show like is like on the same level as like superman lois which is also like shot very like cinematically and like like with like actual like style to it so <laughs> so um yeah it was yeah definitely def- like super t- super solid throughout i would say definitely check it out if you haven't seen it yet it, I, I think it's probably gonna issue max I, I would imagine soon since it's done like because I, I think this is one of the shows that was like post that post that netflix deal because like originally it was like netflix had like all the dc like cw shows but then like issue max started getting them for like when like batwoman started i guess i think was when that deal took one place so like i i think if it's out there like right now like it should be super soon like all, like all se- all the seasons of serial should be up there so if you want to check that out i'd say definitely recommend it if you're a dc fan yeah like a lot of like just like characters you had norm like they like you know just a society that kind of like side of the dc universe and then uh the other thing i saw is i saw uh the invitation which came out like late summer this year uh which is the uh vampire like vampire horror movie um that weirdly like i the after seeing the movie like the advertising was was like very weird of like uh i don't I, there must have been like some sort of like weird disconnect between like the like filmmakers and the like, marketing team because the marketing team was like oh yeah it's vampires like <laughs> they were just like they were like fully like revealing that in like the trailers and like the posters and everything but then if you watch the movie it's, it's it, the movie is like kind of like trying to like seems like it's trying to like hide the fact or like trying to like, be like have it be a big reveal of like oh you, you didn't see this coming right they're vampires <laughs> it's like but if you saw the trailer you're like yeah i know <laughs> it's it's in the poster like the poster is literally like like a, like like natalie emmanuel but like 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 blood dripping down her neck from a fang bite like it's like i mean we, we know what's going on so it was like a, it's it's definitely a weird if you, if you haven't seen the trailers or posters like it's probably like a better like oh because you, you get that reveal of like oh that's what's going on but like but if you saw it in the marketing it's like you're just waiting for them to reveal it and it, and it, it takes like it, it's a, a weirdly slow burn of like revealing it of like this keep like dropping hints of like we know i know i know what's happening like just get to the, get to the vampire stuff but, it, but but it's also it's also like i don't know if they actually like got into this in the in like the marketing area or the trailers or anything but like it's it's actually it is it is like a full-on like dracula movie or it's like inspired by dracula because like the like it's all like characters from dracula and like the i think it's the same like like it's like carfax abbey which is like the like the mansion that like dracula moves into and like when he moves he gets into london so it, so it is like it is like it's the Dracula lore, Dracula mythology, but like with, the, with this new like kind of modern spin on it. But but yeah, it's, it's basically like so Natalie Emanuel from like Game of Thrones and Fast and Furious, uh, she she takes a DNA test and she finds out that like she has like relatives in England, and then one of her cousins comes and uh and like meets her and then he's like oh we're having like this family wedding in London or in like England you should come and like attend it and then. Huh. And then she meets like the like the Lord of the Manor, who's like Walter Deville, who you know spoilers turns out to be Dracula. Wait, so <laughs> then, like he's legit like the Dracula? 
he like they don't they don't explicitly say like oh my name is Dracula but they they hit like he's like I was I was called like the son of the dragon or like uh like Nosferatu or so oh and and there's like there's characters named like Mina Harker and Jonathan Harker and then it's like there's like uh he has like like the, the he has like two other brides and like they're like also named I think like it's like Lucy and Victoria which I think are the names of the brides and like from dracula so it's it's it is it's it's dracula i mean it's 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 like but it's like this like new kind of like it's like a it's sort of like a weird like sequel or it's like or it's just like if if, if they never defeated dracula this is you just like kept going until like 2022 or whatever like this is this is what we'd be so doing like a day. family or not really i so 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 basically so i, I guess i'll go, I'll go spoilers because like no one okay like, <laughs> no one, it's kind of like the main point it's it's not really i mean it's not it's it's but it's basically there is like so there's these three kind of wealthy families and they each offer up like they've each offered up like a uh, a woman from their family to be like one of Draco's brides oh and then the the one the one that that, that uh Nelly Emanuel's family the Alexanders was supposed to give she like killed herself because she didn't want to be like she was like guilty for me a vampire and didn't want like have to hurt people or like kill people to be like a vampire so she killed herself so they need a new alexander family wife to give to dracula to be like and then he'll continue to like whatever arrangement they have like but you you it's like you you're, you family's providing me with wives and then i'll help you maintain your wealth and your status or whatever okay which and, and like I think and like the, like this, the family that like Natalie Manuel is part of like didn't they didn't until she did the DNA test they didn't know there was a, they didn't think there was another like uh you know like female member of the family and then it's like oh there is one well that that that, help, that helps us <laughs> let's get her over here and like offer up to Dracula. So what's the point with her like? I get, like, she's related to this group of, like, people that kind of worship Dracula. Yeah. They just, it's just, it's just, it's part of, like, whatever this deal that Dracula made with the, these families, like, you know, centuries ago or whatever. Like, it's like, you, like, you, you need to offer me one of your, uh, women as a wife, and then I'll give you, like, power and wealth and whatever else <laughs> Dracula provides them. Okay, but like her cousins in on this? Oh yeah, 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 everyone like yeah, every, all, every member of the families of all, all three of these families are like fully on board with like yeah, like the Dracula the Dr- Dracula play. Like we're like we're fully on board we like we worship Dracula like we're, we're, we'll sacrifice whoever we need to to like make Dracula happy like because they, they don't want to lose like their like status or the, their wealth or their power or whatever else they, like they have so but yeah but and then it's it but the whole movie is kind of it's kind of just like a like very basic vampire movie like it's like it's just like it it's it's doesn't really do anything too sp- I mean it's not bad it's just not interesting it's just kind of like all right, and there's, there's definitely better vampire movies out there. There's definitely, and also, and also like definitely better like Dracula movies out there too. Like if you want like a, you know, like Dracula movie. I mean, go watch like uh, like a 
Bram Stoker's Dracula or something like that. Like it's something like, or I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure it's probably like other like recent Dracula stuff that's probably more interesting than this one. Yeah, I didn't know this movie was a Dracula movie. I think from just the first trailer, it just seemed like it's gonna be like uh like a Welcome to the Murder, like um they Ready were, or Not. Yeah, they were definitely trying to sell it as like, oh, this is like this is like Ready or Not. It's like a new like like uh like kind of, kind of in that vein. Yeah, I thought I was thinking it was gonna be more like. It kind of, it kind of gets into that a little bit at the end where it's like, um, I guess I mean I guess <laughs> I'm already talking about spoilers like it's like full spoilers but like, um, when they get to like the like wedding ceremony like um, like Natalie Manuel like she like is like oh you Dracula's like you have to like you have to drink my blood to become a vampire then, I'll, then I drink your blood and then we like that like forms the bond or whatever, but like. <laughs> His, his this plan is like like has like a horrible like design flaw in it because like when like Nanny Manila like Evie when she like drinks like the blood of Dracula she becomes like a fully powerful vampire and she's like oh now I get to kill all you because I'm 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 I have like all the vampire powers now so it's like it's not a very like fleshed out like thought out plan of like no no one thought that like <laughs> like what would happen if if you like if someone was like not willing to be a bride of vamp dracula but you give them, give them like supernatural powers they wouldn't like fight back like no in the i don't know how many centuries like yeah no no one this no is one, the first time none of the wives thought to do this but like yeah she she like she, she yeah she drinks the blood and she's like now she has like full vampire powers she can like fight everybody so that's, that's basically the, end of the finale it's like she she's just going like like uh like ape shit and everybody starts like killing everyone because she's, she's like a vampire now which wow. is like that's like wow that's not that's not a great plan or, unless like everyone like unless like everyone else was like just like super willing it's just like oh yeah I'm not, I I'm totally down to be like <laughs> like a, a undead vampire bride like yeah for, like, I feel like that's centuries. A, you should really filter that process out you just don't turn anyone to a vampire because yeah do they have the same strength as a vampire like oh, on yeah. equal footing. Yeah, she she's super fast. She gets like claws. She gets like super what? strength. It's just like it's just like wow. Okay, nope. they really messed up on like. Yeah, Dracula trying to. Yeah, don't don't try to like. Yeah, if you're if your plan involves the person a person who hates you and wants to like escape getting like superpowers like and then that superpowers that could like like kill you and stop you like maybe don't do that but yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's just a crazy like wow this plan was this plan it was like has a huge flaw <laughs> like this is like a massive hole in this plan but uh so yeah the, the ending is kind of fun but yeah overall the movie is just kind of like bland <laughs> i mean it's not it's not bad but it's it's just like kind of bland under interesting like mainstream kind of horror like it's not i'm sure i'm sure there's, i'm sure it's like definitely way other like vampire movies recently that have been like way way more interesting and uh entertaining than this one it's, it's, it's definitely not as good as like ready or not or something like that either so um yeah i don't know if 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 it, if it Pop some streaming and you want to you want to see like a a Dracula vampire movie, maybe check it out. I don't know. There's not really there's not really like one like selling point of like oh you have to watch it because of this. It's just like eh. 
I mean, it, it kind of had that feeling where it didn't explain what the selling point was because it kind of kept it as like a mystery in the trailer. Like at least the first two trailers I've seen, it was like, you're invited. It's like, you shouldn't have been invited. Yeah, well, I feel, I feel like at a certain point, in the, like especially in like, the posters, the posters just kind of you're just sort of like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it's a vampire movie. <laughs> like we got like this like poster of like uh Daniel Emanuel with like fang marks on her on her neck and she's looking like she's like dead or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like. I, I definitely remember one version of the poster didn't have that. And then I guess they gave up and went, eh, vampire movie. Yeah. Pretty freaky, right? Like, I guess. Huh. But yeah, and and definitely way more interesting horror movies to check out this year besides this like i mean barbarian is like way more interesting than this or like the black phone or uh what else what else has come out there's, there's been a bunch halloween a... kills or halloween <laughs> oh my god that's i mean at least that's like an interesting mess i'm just like what who thought this was a good idea this is just kind of like bare bones like just the most most like generic like vampire horror movie stuff going on so i guess i guess it depends on, like what if you want to if you're like what, what you're into <laughs> but yeah definitely definitely much more interesting stuff than than this came out this year for horror so i would say check out some of those instead of and, and pass this one but uh yeah that, that's it for me this week so we can wrap things up definitely head over to the site we've got all of our usual stuff up there um, like we, I think we mentioned earlier, we're going to have our big PAX Unplugged article going up sometime soon, so keep an eye out for that. You can see all the games we played and all, all the other events and stuff that's happening around PAX Unplugged. And trailers, reviews, all, all the other stuff that we can put up every week is are up there, so head over and check all the stuff out. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I am Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.